Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hamm. This is a podcast where we bring you interviews of successful women who are killing it, crushing it, doing amazing things in real estate, and today's guest is certainly no exception. I'm so thrilled to have Laurie Momontel here with us, who God lover is calling from France right now. <laughs> it's the middle of the night. Well, it's midnight, um, and she's an she's an international real estate investor, doing incredible stuff. She says her success comes from her attitude, her curiosity to always learn more, and her do what it takes commitment. After graduating with two masters in international economics and finance, and later feeling life had more to offer than a nine to five. She discovered personal development seminars, and let, which led her to realize that real estate is what she truly likes. Commercial real estate was always going to help her fulfill her goals of financial independence and helping others, um, as well as through the acquisition of multifamily apartment complexes, hotels, and marinas. She's done construction. She's done tons of things in her amazing career, and I'm thrilled to have her with us. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, thank you. I'm thrilled to be with you here tonight as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about how you got started in real estate investing. Well, well, well. So um, pretty much like you said in your quick summary about me, uh, I had a regular 9-to-5 job, and actually it was a little bit more than 9-to-5, but I wasn't satisfied with where that was taking me. And through chance, I ran into some personal development seminars, which I started to attend. And there was a seminar called Never Work Again. (laughs) That was a pretty (laughs) pompous title for it. But Basically, what it was was just a big uh, buffet of ways that you could make passive income. And there was a gentleman that was, um, I mean, you could invest in ATMs and DVD renting machines or oil and gas investments. And if you were um, very creative and music-oriented, how you could make money by creating little jingles and sell them and get royalties or if you were good in business creating systems and then sell your systems to the world and there was this guy who um, was saying you know if you buy apartment complexes you you only need to do the acquisition once and then for the next several years your tenants will pay the rent over and over again every month and you know you can hire a property management company to take care of the daily operations for you you don't have to be there and basically that's that's passive income because you can be on the beach in Tahiti and people will keep on paying their rents every month your property management company will be doing the daily managing and you will be cashing in your profits I'm like oh wow that's awesome I like that idea but at that point in time, I I was in, in a little box of, I was used to the idea of, you know, I was a girl. I, all I could be was like, you know, kind of an upgrade secretary in a way and and be someone's little helper in an office. And, and that's all that really 
I was I had in mind because I I was never told that I could be my own boss and make my own money. So anyway, I attended those few um, several personal development seminars and. And then I run into the same gentleman again, and by then I'm like, you know what, I can do this. I have no idea how, but, you know, he's teaching people how to do it. Let's do it. So I signed up, and I started learning about how to um, acquire multifamilies, uh, apartment complexes, in other words. And here I am today, super excited and, and, and grateful that I did. It's such a great story. So I, I first of all, how, when was that? How long ago was that that you got when you got your you, you first found out about um, investing in apartment complexes and multifamily? Oh, uh, I'm really not that good with dates, but I would say uh, 2005. 2007 maybe 2006 2007 was was when I uh, started that personal development thing and then um, I unfortunately signed up um, for a real estate uh, let's backtrack a little bit Um, during one of the 9 to 5 jobs that I had which were actually more like 9 to 8 jobs that I had um, Mm -hmm. I ended up taking my mortgage broker license and my real estate sales agent license in Florida. And so I, I, I had already a little basis on, on, on real estate from there. But as you know, those uh, licenses, they really don't teach you how to do the job. They just make sure no. that you know the, the law, but doesn't teach you how to be a good real estate agent or mortgage broker. So um, anyway... What was the question again? <laughs> Midnight. Um, so we're just trying to figure out. So how long? So in 2006, 2007, you started getting oh, yeah, your yeah, yeah. Um, thing. So what was your first property that you got, and when did you get that? Well, well, well. Um, so, yes, it took me a couple of years to figure out the, pers- the, the to be in the place in my life where I knew this is what I wanted to do, and I knew I had everything it, take, it took to do it and started the have enough basis, enough uh, covered enough ground in the knowledge section to be able to pull the trigger. So, yeah, all I can remember is that the really first meaningful um, multifamily that uh, that we acquired uh, was with my business partner, Nitsan Mosery. We incorporated, I think, 2010. So mm-hmm. that would have been the first meaning, meaningful real estate uh, investment we made okay um meaningful <laughs> did you have another one before that what, what does meaningful uh, mean? no not really no actually that was our first deal uh, we were we we were both beginners and uh and to tell you the truth even though i didn't uh I, sometimes that's something very uh, important that i learned there's a difference between feeling busy and actually be productive. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, during <laughs> that time, we we were, yeah, there was a lot of looking busy, feeling busy going on and not of uh, being productive. So <laughs> that was the first, it was a 26 units uh, in central Florida. Yeah, that, that was the first okay. family that, uh, that we acquired. 
Actually, we, we clipped I, it. We didn't acquire it. You you bought it and then you resold it to another buyer. Uh, we didn't. We actually never took title. We actually didn't buy it. We just sold sold the contract that we had signed to another uh, a friend of ours who was uh, who lived in the area who would have been able to take care of this property better. Well, it was a little okay. bit too far for us. We realized after going there twice. Okay, great. So. Yeah. Uh, what's the, there are a couple of things that I'd love to highlight for people because, A, first thing was about the mindset. You know, you started off thinking, oh, I'm just an assistant. I'm just a, a girl. You know, what can I do? And so I love that you were able to shift your mindset because I think that makes such a big difference for people in terms of what, what they actually accomplish is being is believing they can. I think that's, you know, one of the main things. And the other thing um, – which is cool is that you you wholesale that contract and which is an option for a lot of women you don't necessarily have to do the you, you know you can get something under contract and then you sell the contract to somebody else which is an option for people who don't want to put in that much time into into running a, a property and that's one way of making some quick money you're not going to get the passive income and, and the flow but it, it's a nice way of getting um one you know one paycheck through real estate so that was cool so what did you do um or actually where are you now what what are your current investments our current investments so we have a a couple of things in various stages of contract we are Mm -hmm. working on a 350 plus apartment complex near orlando um so that's that's in the $24 million range. We are also under contract for a 100-room flagged hotel in uh, New Jersey. Uh, flagged mean, meaning a uh, hotel with a brand. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's uh, the very beginning uh, process of it. And we're continuing to look at other multifamilies in uh, in the south, in the south, uh, southeast, in the south part of mm-hmm. the U.S., that's uh, that's where we prefer to be. All right, and you have some other properties internationally, right? As well, that's all that on your. Uh, well, we currently yes, we we do have several other properties. We have been. Basically, we've been selling off most of our portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. Our properties did a, a full cycle acquisition, and we w- they were in a place where we thought it was best to dispose of them because the return to our investors uh, would have been the the optimal. And so yeah. we recently sold yeah we sold uh, 224 uh, units in Houston in April of 2016. On February the 13th, God, I love that date. That's how I can remember it, of January. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful day. We sold off another 248 units in uh, Dallas, and our investors were incredibly happy. And I'm not going to discuss numbers here because it's a law thing, which I'm so glad that I did a lot yeah a lot and you can go into details on that but there's as far as discussing amounts money about potential investments 
there is a, that's what I realized. I didn't know that there was so much law about it. And a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know it and break the law on a regular basis. And I don't want to be one of those. So <laughs> I prefer to just shut my mouth, <laughs> be safe for everybody's sake, and and inform people who, when I see them, just share way too much information with the world saying, by the way, you know, there are seminars about this too. Maybe you should consider them and <laughs> be better. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't look good in orange. Please. For for people who, if you're if you're taking other people's money to invest, um, you're syndicating, so you're bringing groups of investors together to purchase. There are a lot of laws about that, so to you know to help protect your investors, and accordingly, you know it's it's always as my my mentors say, you want to practice safe syndication. Um, so you if you're going to be taking other people's money, you really need to know the laws around that because you can get in trouble, um, big fines, or jail time. So, um, and, well, before, okay, so that, that's a good point about the, the legal part of it. <laughs> oh, that um, was so uplifting. No. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I, I mean, I, I just want to praise you. Okay, so 2010, you wholesale the 26th unit in Florida, and now it's 2017, and you've, you know, gotten hundreds of units since, right? You just sold 224, 278, you're looking at 350 units, uh, hotels. So that's pretty amazing what you've been able to do in a relatively short amount. Of time. Um, so that's, that's really cool. That, and, it's, and it's possible. So a lot of people think you have to start small, and, um, but you don't. Well, yes, it's uh, you, you don't. That's for sure. I mean, we went from 26 units to uh, how much is that one? 172 units, which we still own in Texas, uh, on a fairly fairly fast. But I would, I they, people say two things, and after speaking with a lot of beginners in the real estate industry in uh, in various seminars. A lot of people say buying a, a large property versus buying a small property, it's pretty much the same amount of work because you still have to do the the same basic time-consuming tasks. Review the financials. Uh, it's, it takes you the same amount of time, whether it's 300 units or it's, it's 30 units. It's true, but if you just fall flat on your face because it's your first deal and you were missing a few of the elements – then it's costly. So it could be costly. So my recommendation is start small, at least uh, at first, and and then your second can be a little bit bigger. But there's nothing like going through the full cycle of a deal before, um, so that you can really understand what's at stake and how everything everything works. Yeah, or, the or, or get to work with someone think, who's done it before. Yeah, a lot of people don't think that small is. One, they have to get a start with a single family home, um, and it, and you don't. Um, but there, are, you know, and and there are different schools of thoughts. But sometimes people think it's easier to go bigger because it's more likely it's easier to get a um, a outside property manager that will run your your apartment building if you have say sixty or more units. Sometimes if it's less than that, it can be tough mm-hmm. to find the outdoor outside property management. Um, but yes, yeah. So 
I love that. Um, let's see. So and that's my the reason why we for... wholesaled that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. What What was that? No, that's that the reason you wholesaled. That's the reason why we, we wholesaled that 26 units in Central Florida because it wasn't optimal as far as size goes to find a third-party property management company that would have been able to, to take care of this for us. So the numbers made a lot of sense, but the, the technicality of it as far as involving a third-party management company just didn't work. So that's why we wholesaled it to someone who was local. Yeah, absolutely. So especially if you're going to be going in a different market, sometimes it's easier to have um, to go bigger or to or communicate with somebody who's and uh, they're going to do the work and you can passively invest. Um, so my question, my next question for you is, what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Oof, biggest mistake. Um, luckily, we've had. Uh, many good mentors that help help that have helped us along the way and uh, helped us avoid mistakes. But I would mm-hmm. say the biggest mistake is not having come up with a plan um, when dealing in a partnership of people to make things happen. Not having had a better, more defined, more minute plan in writing in case things didn't go the way that uh, they were supposed to go. Because, you know, some one, one, you know, once in a while, act of God will happen and things will not go the way you planned, whether it's just like it recently happened to me being in a car accident and being at the hospital and the whole shebang, broken bones, can't travel, all of that, concussion. You know, that you, you really, this is two the most two important things that uh, that you need to do in this type of business because when you go bigger, you have partners and you need to really be clear on what happens when the shit hits the fan and who's going to take care of things and how who's going to pay for what. You know, all of the details that uh, optimistic people don't want to deal with, but it's best to look at it beforehand than when you're in the middle of it because then everybody's judgment is or everybody's energy is in different places. So I would say that that's one of the most important things I've learned over the the years of doing business. Partnership. Yeah. Managing partnerships. Uh, such great advice. That is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is for sure true because you are going to need partners. Um, I always say real estate investing is a team sport. You um, you can't do it alone. Um, you can try, but it's not going to work as well. And you have to have really clear contracts and um, contingency plans, and um, with the partnerships that will uh, that will save a, a relationship. A lot of people think, oh, I can't have a contract with that person. That's my friend or my you know, my family member. Why would I have a contract? No, that's when you need it even more. Because, you know, things will go wrong and you just need to have thought about them before so that you can save the relationship. Um, so great, great advice. Um, that's about, you know, that was the question about your biggest mistake. So what are you most proud of? Well, most proud of, 
I mean, I got to Miami when I was 21 just to get my degree from there. And there I am, 21 more years later, more or less. And I kind of have my little my little empire, my little real estate empire. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't have that crazy thought when I was younger. But, you know, by always being curious, being willing to learn, unfortunately, sometimes not paying the right people for the mentorship, but still learning something from it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, you know, I'm I'm in a place where I wouldn't have thought I would be, and where most people that are in their in their seventies are are not even there. So um, I'm very grateful. That's um, that's what I'm most proud of. I mean, I I don't have the support of anyone in the U.S. I'm all there by myself, and nonetheless, I still manage to to achieve this on my own. So that's. I would say I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. You should be. Well done. Um, that's a great brag. Um, beautiful. And what do you attribute your success? To what do you attribute your success? Uh, kind of, I, I kind of said that part a few seconds ago, I guess. It's my willingness to learn and also uh, you can – beat me when I say it, but me at my attitude of do whatever the it <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> you know it's uh sometimes if you want to achieve a certain result and especially in this business it's uh, very timeline oriented, you have to be willing mm-hmm. to pull the hours and reach out to people and do whatever the heck it takes to make it happen you know if it means you gotta jump in a plane and go three hours to do a certain thing to help something move forward, then, you know, you've got to be willing to do it. Not not being stuck in where you are just because it's inconvenient or not easy, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I would say that's the reason. Um, absolutely. What is one of the, the hard, you know, hardest or craziest things you had to do in order to get a deal done? Um, you're catching me by surprise with this one. The craziest Sorry. thing I had to do to get a deal done. Nothing that I that is illegal. Nothing that my mother would use your hand either. <laughs> um, I I would say no. I the, the one thing is um. Spend too many too many hours pulling too many too many one um, all nighters and not sleeping enough to the detriment of of my health in the very short run. So I, I don't want to yeah. do that again. I did it in the past, but yeah, that's but you know it's part of being the team WTFIT. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the do whatever it takes. Uh, yeah, there. Yes, real estate investment is one that gives you a lot of uh, freedom in a lot of ways, but it does to get it done. It it does require um, some things from you, especially if you're the syndicator. I know there are probably way too many uh, days when I've had to go away from my kids um, to to be on a property in a different state make sure things are going the way they need to 
Um, and that is, that is a sacrifice that I have had to make, but I'd also, on the other hand, I am able to volunteer at school and, you know, usually I have a lot of freedom and can be at the plays and the, the, the games most of the time. So I think it, there's a, there's a give and take, but it definitely does take some commitment and, um, and some sacrifice as well. Yes. And sacrifices, but also definitely lots of freedom. Yeah, for sure. So um, a last question before we get into the Trinities. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning of your career, the real estate investing career that you now know? Probably the importance of the partnership safeguards, like I mentioned earlier. That would have made a lot of things easier more streamlined, less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So good. Wow, so good. Thank you, Lori. So if people want to find out more about you, they want to connect with you, what's the best way for for them to do that? Well, we do have a website um, called mm-hmm. invest, www, but everybody knows that by now, dot mm-hmm. invest with CIP.com, because um, the name of our company with my partner, Nitsan is Cornerstone Investment Partners. So if you go to www.investwithcip, C as in Charlie, I as in India, P as in Paul.com, then um, you will find everything about us, and there's a little contact form, and since if you know how to spell my name, or even if you don't, um, any Laura at investwithcip.com will get to me, even if you misspell Laura. <laughs> it's L-A-U-R-E. Um, but yes. You said the L-A-U-R-A will get there too? Yes, exactly. Even if you say honey at investwithcip.com, it will get to me as well. So it's all good. I did it on purpose. <laughs> Great. All right. So you all know how to connect with her. And um we have time for your I don't know if you're talking right now. I can't hear you. You can't hear me? But I haven't moved. Yes, oh, you're can back. you hear me? Okay. Yes, so what I'm, is your brag? What are you celebrating right now? Well, I'm celebrating being alive. Three months ago, um I was sitting uh, almost with no life in the wreck of my car. So that's what I'm celebrating, living and breathing. And no matter what else happens, you know, it's all fixable as long as you're breathing. Yes, so true. Well, we're celebrating that too. Um, uh, What is one thing you're grateful for? Um, Refer to previous, (laughs) previous answer. And grateful <laughs> for, for my uh, my business partner Nitsan. He's amazing. Grateful for all of the other partners that we've worked with and all of the support people that we have to help us achieve what we need to do. You know, the property managers and the lawyers and and my family for the support and the friends. Yes, everybody is there to. Even though I don't have any family in the U.S., everybody's there to make my life beautiful and easy and 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 bring great things to other people as well. 
Beautiful. Um, last but not least, what's one thing you desire? One thing I desire. Uh, a magic wand to stop all of that water uh, from flooding Texas and Louisiana. That's pretty much uh, the one thing that I, if I could get it right now, that's what I would want. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's so tough to be far away and see all of the friends and, and the other people and everyone out there just going through those rough times. Having gone through hurricanes in Florida, it's just uh, heartbreaking. So I yeah. just wish that everything is going to get better from here and not worse. Yeah. So shall your desires be or better than you can imagine. Yes, our prayers, thoughts and prayers going out to everybody in um, Texas, Louisiana, and also uh, different parts of Asia who are all dealing with this flooding. We are thinking about you, praying for you, and wishing you safety and, and well-being. So thank you so much, Lori. This was wonderful. So, so good. Again, everyone, you can reach her at www.investwithcip.com or Lori at investwithcip.com. And you can reach me at realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. We have lots of CDs and information for you there. And um, thanks for being on. We will see you, uh, hear you <laughs> next week with another um, inspiring real estate investor goddess. Bye-bye. Right, thank you, Monique.